One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay. I know what you're thinking, ArchFit footwear, ah, I don't need Arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist certified Arch support and all day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for Arch support, I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit footwear for men and women everywhere. Good evening, crew. You done it? Yes, legend. Cowboy baby. Good evening, everyone. I'm with the big dogs tonight. I'm a little bit nervous. What do you mean by that? What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) With the big dogs. Yes. Good evening, guys. It's Friday, and we're back with another episode of the Long Run live stream and podcast. We're back in business. And tonight, I'm joined by Chris, the lovely Al. Wilco, and of course, anybody out there that's listening, we've obviously got our friends at Skechers, so feel free to check out all of their latest gear, all their latest trainers, and if you haven't listened to that great episode two weeks ago that Chris did, then take a little listen. If you're looking for some new kicks, head on over and get some good tips and feedback from yourself and Keith. Great episode. Yeah, it's funny. Someone was talking to me about that. Actually, I Four people directly tell me how much they enjoyed that. So if you've not listened to that one, that's a good one. So, yeah, Keith from Sketches, if you're into your running shoes, listen to that. It's quite quite scientific in parts, but it's quite interesting in others. So, yeah, good shout-out to you. I forgot about that episode. Yeah, yeah. I've got to give a shout-out. Thank you, uh, Jatila. Sorry, because you just reminded me I've got to get my mother-in-law a pair of Sketches. (laughs) (laughs) She was in the store the other day. <laughs> Will goes wet himself. So uh, can I can I get these for for free? And I was like, no, yeah. you have to buy them. It's a store; you have to spend money. So, um, <laughs> it's just, it's so I've got to sort that out. Brilliant. Um, so, just carry on talking. Oh my god, oh, I love her. Bless her. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for those Christmas presents, guys, then yeah. take yeah. a just look. Get on Chris and get you some. Can pay yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, just, just DM me. Unfortunately, you can't just walk into a store and say, I know Chris and get yeah. them free. Which is what I think she was trying to do. I think she, <laughs> the fact that she walked into the store and she was like, like expecting them to go, oh, yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> Surely I, mean, I love the confidence. I actually yeah. appreciate the confidence. But yeah, guys, Christmas is fast approaching. So, of course, check out as well 10% off at Start Fitness. Mm. Trainers, kit, the lot, 40 runs code, get bang on it as well. There's so much going on. I mean, it's. Pretty much it's giveaway. I just saw it's it, we're not linked to it, um, like the last one, but they're doing a, a big giveaway. I saw on um Instagram, so it's got nothing to do with us, so you crack on, do if you like. But they're, they're doing another 500 quid like winter giveaway, so definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely have a look at that one. Quite a few of these as well, I think, especially all these social media, all the platforms and companies on social media start doing all these Christmas giveaways in the lead yeah. up. So definitely a chance to get some bargains, along with obviously Black Friday as well, which is next month. So next that's towards the beginning of november around the 10th it's, it's the end of november it's the um it's the thursday after it's the wednesday uh, the friday after thanksgiving so i think it's the third it'll be sort of like the 24th round that sort of time about a week yeah. before the end of november i'll keep my eyes peeled and see if i can update us next week on that as well. around, it? bargains but yeah, it well, well, mate, mate. yeah 
this week. So, I mean, this, I mean, thank you to everyone. I must say, if you're not in the Facebook group, running community by 40 runs, get involved because it's carnage in there. Get, get involved on Facebook. Crisp up a great post during the week on what we want to talk about because we opened the floor up to you and we got back so much feedback so much questions so many ideas of what you guys want to hear and listen to so i mean today and potentially next week we're just going to do some fire rounds we want to answer as much stuff that you want answering as possible in as quick as time because i think as you know we all chat a lot during this and most of it is about diddly squat half the time so to all of you in the comments don't expect nothing too big from us it's just a group of three big dogs and me that are going to be putting out some excuses and little bits of advice for you this evening. I'm, like, I'm, right. getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting a feeling we're going to be getting some hashtag big dog uh, merch coming out of the uh, 41 store. I quite store like it, the big dog and me. I like it. That could I be like a t-shirt for um, if we're all going to be planning to go to Dover in January for Extreme Park Run. Oh yeah, Al, actually while we've got Al on, yeah. Load everybody up about that as well before we get into the shakeouts because that's a good point to give that a plug. Well oh, done. you've caught me unawares. I haven't got the date in my head. <laughs> it's my birthday. Hooray! 13, it's my 13, birthday that week as well. Is it? 13th yeah. of January on 13th Saturday. 13th of January. Um, coach is full, but we are taking, um, we have got a reserve list of people waiting to jump on the coach that will do its usual uh, round trip around the M25. Uh, and then we're heading to Dover Waterfront, which is a relatively new park run. So um, we're, we're targeting it because we love to be by the seaside. We love to be by the seaside in January when it's really cold and when it's really wet and when it's really windy. So it's a challenge. Um, uh, you run out onto the pier. Don't know what that's like, but it looks good on Strava art. Um, always a weather spoon somewhere around the corner. Uh, yeah, come and join us. Um, I, I can't say that too loud because Parkrun HQ will kill us, but it's a, it, assuming nothing's cancelled between now and then, you get a Fibonacci number. I think it's number 21. So if you're into your park run challenges, you can double up and get a Fibonacci as well as a letter D. So come and join us. As I said, the bus Good is job. full, but uh, uh, we and don't And how can they join us out? Sorry, Sorry, Chris? How can they get involved if they want to do it? Uh, well, we'll be putting, there, there's an events page already up in the running community uh, Facebook page. We will be posting there regularly. Um, make sure you know you keep an eye on because mm -hmm. there'll be other things happening you know there'll be some fun and games going on along the way so while we do head off to the park run the day itself starts much earlier and finishes much later so we'll, we'll keep a few things up our sleeves for now to keep people interested but yeah keep checking in that's good and uh, uh, we'll make sure we start the new year with a bang as we always do now with extreme park run yeah i can't recommend it enough i think i've done i can't remember a couple of them now I can't recommend them enough. They're a fantastic day out, especially if you really make the most of it and do the full experience, let's call it, and get on the coach. I know it's full now, but just getting down and getting involved, it's one of the amazing things that comes out of the club. Um, is this, this is extreme park run. Uh, it's just a massive shout out to Carolyn as well, who does it. Obviously, Hayden, the Hobbit, he, uh, he, he you know, comes along, I think, just to keep the people entertained, mainly really anything else. Um, but yeah, so big shout out to both of those uh, and Little Hobbit. Because it's a, it's an incredible thing, and I, and I would really, really, if you've not done one, I recommend it. It's uh, it's a great, great day, and you get to meet new people or hang out with with friends. And I've got to do it um, because we put it out today about the shakeout run for Christmas. So in um, what is it, twenty ninth of November? Yes, it was. Yeah. It's it's basically we it's the London Satellite Group's birthday, and we was like, what do we do, sort of thing. So we kind of timed it and put it all together with like a Christmassy themed thing so if you're sort of can get to London for then it's 6 30 in the evening at um, embankment where the satellite group meets every week uh they're going to go out and do a, a, a like a Christmassy run taking some of the lights and things like that but if you can't get there which I appreciate because we are all over the country which is awesome the biggest running club in the country then what we're going to do that week um Get along to your local satellite group. There's over 35 of them now. I think we're nearly 40, actually. Um, and bring your Christmas jumper along, and you're going to be doing some Christmassy stuff that week. If you uh, don't yet have a satellite near you, then jump onto the Global Run Crew, which go out virtually on a Monday and a Wednesday. That, again, is going to be Christmas themed, so you can still get involved in it. And if you don't want to do that, and you're a trail runner, you can join the trail crew and get involved. So there's absolutely... 
no reason that week not to get involved with something Christmassy within the club. So we want you to do it. We want you to get involved. It'd be great if you can get to London. But to be perfectly honest with you, we've already got hundreds of people coming to London and Hayden's getting slightly nervous. Um, <laughs> we great, may have... It'd be great to see. I'd love to see somebody perhaps who's going to Lapland, perhaps going through a bit of a uh, yeah. Christmas spin, you know, the odd picture of a reindeer. Anything like that. Well, we just had someone say they're going to be, they're going to be in Australia. So, Anything like this, we want to see crazy stuff. We want to light it up. The, the, the Facebook group, if you're on Facebook, I appreciate not everybody is, but the Facebook group last week and last weekend, last few weeks, has just been mental how many, how much stuff's been going through there, what you guys have all been getting up to. So, yeah, so look, if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what the hell is this fully runs all about, get get involved, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to do, however you pick it up. Um, even if you're not on any of the social media, but you want to come along to a, one of our Running groups, there's they're all over the country, okay, and it's only going to get. Trust me, it's only going to get bigger. We've got an announcement coming on the first of November that I can't say any more than that. It's like one of our first announcements that we're coming. It's big, but it's not the big, big one. But it's big. It will blow everybody's mind. Um, but it's not the one that will like just take your head clean off. That comes at the end of the year. Uh, so watch out for that. That's on the first of November. We're going to be announcing that. So that's pretty awesome stuff. So. Um, should we should we start like knocking out some of these? Or I know actually I've got to do one more shout out. Sorry, no a bit of admin. So don't sorry, she said it's all right. Admin's not here, so I get away with it. Um, so <laughs> also if you're doing the New York City Marathon, so if you're listening to this and you're going to, over to New York, you don't have to be running New York City Marathon. Um, I'm going to be there with the guys from Believe in the Run New Balance. If you didn't know, I'm running the New York City Marathon. Uh, thanks to the guys from New Balance Believe in the Run. I'm part of the uh, team. Uh, trying to New York. Uh, we are meeting on Saturday, the November the 4th at 10 a.m. That's 10 a.m. local time. Don't do that. Come 10 a.m. UK time. You might have a problem. We're going to be at the, I'm going to say it's absolutely wrong. Lavan, L-A-V-A-N. No idea. Midtown. Um, there's going to be light refreshments and snacks, which I'm interested to find out what that is. Wilco's already thinking, can he book a fly? And there's going to be some oh, no, like first come, first come, first serve. So, and I have to say, because I can, um, Tobe can uh, 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 back this up. When and Hayden actually, when they do a shakeout run and they give swag, they give good swag. Uh, but hence, I'm wearing this hat today. Uh, this is one from one of their shakeout runs, so they give some good stuff away. So, if you are going to come, get along. There are some A-list big hitters from the running community going to be out there. I think it's the who's who of the running world's going to be out there, and then me. Um, me and the Hobbit are going to be there getting on everyone's nerves and then there's like all these like big YouTubers and Instagram people and stuff like that. so it's going to be hilarious but I honestly genuinely think right that we are going to shut down that part of New York it's there's that many but I've got to tell you now I've got a feeling there's going to be that many people there it's going to be crazy so get on board people you have to um, register there's a link go over to my Instagram uh, 40 underscore runs and, and get involved. Actually, I might put it in the Facebook group as well. Yeah, it's get, in the Facebook Get involved group. with that as well, people. So, yeah, sorry, Jatila, that's the end of the plugin. So, let's get on to what the people want to talk about. No, you're all good. So, I think as we mentioned, guys, we know Wilco's going to start rolling us through some of them, but we're going to hit a load of topics today. So, I mean, listen up, get involved. We've got so much to cover. I mean, we could, we could probably be here for hours if we could. We so can't because I, I want to watch the qualifying in Austin. Um, yeah. I will be yeah, the rugby. Don't worry about the rugby. <laughs> there you go. Right, come on, Wilco. Sure, Sophie's choice, eh? Rugby and Formula One motor racing. Right, Wilco, go. It's over to you. Go. Right, okay then. So as Chris has said, that he gave um he gave a shout out to give us um so you could send us a few ideas and a few things that you'd like us to talk about. So we're gonna rattle for a few. Some will be um swifter than others, I'd imagine. Um I'm going to do them in the order they appear, Chris, because that just seems most logical. Yeah. So they might buzz around a little bit. They might cover a bit of bit of a crossover, but then we'll just see how we go. So now fundamentals. The first one, this came from Smashers Run. How do you pin a race bib on? You get magnets. You no, don't I don't get magnets. I've gone away from magnets. I've gone back. Yes. Yeah. I bought some magnets at the Great North Run because everybody went to Start Fitness and filled their boots after we did the um, shakeout and the uh, live um, the live pod. So we all wandered up there. What a great shop it is in Newcastle. Absolutely full of stuff. And I thought, right, I'm here now. What do I want? Well, I don't really need anything. I've got to buy something. So I bought some magnets and um, they didn't even get out. I had the pins on. By the time I even left the hotel, they were... I can't yeah. do the magnets. I, I found with the magnets, you go, you seem, you're running kind of down the embankment on the marathon, 
you jump over to give someone a hug, there's the metal barriers, and you run off and you've left your bib on the metal barriers. <laughs> and you're kind of, oh yeah, the magnets have kind of stripped me bare, so I've gone back to pins for that reason alone. I didn't even think about that. I think yeah. maybe just I've pinning had that, I've had that. I've had that wardrobe malfunction, so I've learned the hard way. Maybe pinning before. So, like, obviously, I think the, what I struggle with is I do mine at when I'm at, at somewhere. If I'm yeah, at yeah. the event village, I'll stand there, I'll get ready, I'll get warmed up, and then I'll do my number. And because I'm looking down on it, it just goes to pot, really. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe doing it before, like when you're at home or when you're on the train or when you're on your way up. Um, probably a better idea. Someone in the comments has said they found clips. Yeah, the event. Yes, the clips yeah. runs. I mean, PB Petra, she always carries a hole punch in her bag so she can just put a little she hole she's in the a hero. when she gets them. And because she's just ultra organized. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, you've got these things where you put like the clip goes the other side of your t shirt. Yeah, but they're a pain, Wilco. To, I've found them. I, 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 we do 40 runs, runs, but again, we don't care. Just to save money and get the fixed uh, safety pins. But they 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 just don't they're a pig to get on and they're a pig to get off and i just think they are a pig. i'll tell you a funny story we was doing um william young william i was running with him and the captain and we was doing i think it might have been a big half we was doing or it might have been was it london i can't remember we was running along together and all of a sudden these magnets like come and it's just like come straight you know when you think feel like a bullet's gone across your face there's this magnet off of his off of his finger just flew off at me so they're, they're, I won't touch them things. They're dangerous. Somebody, um, was it Ben uses them? I can't remember, but yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with our. Stay away from it. Let's just go old school, people. Mm. We're bringing back the safety pin. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Said, just ask someone as well. I mean, I always get really nervous because I always feel like I'm pestering people that are trying to warm up or in the zone. But go for it. Ask someone. Don't ask, ask speed go. Yeah, ask someone in, in the toilet queue or something. Yeah. And I'll speak out. Right, we'll go next. Okay, right. Well, I've got two that are pretty similar, so I'll tie them together. McGuinness 100 said, um, tips for slowing down on easy runs when you have limited time. And also, uh, I'll just find out who's this one. Um, this is, um, oh, God, James. James Henning Carpentry. Little plug there. Come around and, you know, for all your chippy requirements. Um, pacing for slow long, long, uh, slow, long runs and not going out too fast. Okay, Al. There's the usual stuff. Um, make sure your long, slow runs are a couple of minutes slower than your goal pace. Uh, but you may not know what that is. There's the tactics about conversational pace, being able to sing a song whilst you're on your long, slow run. Um, one I've just discovered to help you regulate that pace. So it's not something you'd necessarily want to do if you're doing it for 20 miles, but for practicing how slow should it be carry a tennis ball and what you do is you bounce the tennis ball as you're running and you should be able to run at a pace where you can easily catch the tennis ball whilst without breaking your stride and that's just a little tool and a little technique for you to kind of work out how fast can you go but still keep it slow enough to do that kind of thing so it's you know it's it's whatever works but you know they're the they're the three i'd kind of recommend we tried this now uh i have seen it um and I've recommended it, and I've got clients that use it. I haven't actually got a tennis ball at the moment, so I've not actually tried it myself. But it does seem to work. I've had a couple of clients go, it's really interesting and can, because you kind of have to think about your form as well. Um, but it, it and not getting run over kind of, things like that. It, it makes you connect your brain with your eyes and your hands as well. So it just makes you slow down because you've got all that going through your head as well. But yeah, it was recommended from a very good ultra runner. I must admit, I stole it from someone else. I would say, so I know they said they've got they're limited on time. So let's say they've got twenty minutes. I would say ten minutes out, ten minutes back. You have to get to that halfway point in that ten minutes. It naturally will give you a little bit of self, like to compete with yourself. If you you want to go out for twenty minutes at a reasonable pace, just go out. You have to get halfway ten minutes and then back dead on the 10 minutes so if you come in quicker you failed if you come in too too slower you failed it's like also gives yourself like a little challenge i reckon i've done that a few times ran down to the high street in say a 30 minute run go down for 15 minutes try and get as close to 15 minutes as possible whether that be i feel really good i slow myself right down 
And then on the way back, if I feel like I'm I'm sort of like really, really going too quick and I'm going to be way before that 30 minutes, pull yourself right back, pull yourself right back. Um, and also, and I've always said it as well, because I'm someone that likes to listen to headphones, um, scrap the music, put on something like a podcast or even um, scrap that as well and just change up your genre, to be honest. Just put on a really helps. boring podcast with like Run As World or Running No, 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 no. Like I've that. said this before. Yeah, I even go too, too, too deep in there because admin, we love you. Um, but yeah, no. So I would, yeah, get the long run show on. I'm telling you, go right back to the beginning. Have you actually gone back to like the first ever episodes? That you've I, done I, the I mean, I don't, I'd be... I'd be very downcast about the lack of improvement I've made over the last three years if I listened to the first one and how similar it is. Really. You might be one to have a little listen to. What about you, Wilco? Um, I just, this is just something that I, well, I mean, we all have our sort of strengths and weaknesses and something. This is something that I just don't have a problem with. I just find it, I just go out and just ease into it and don't worry. I don't concern myself about, oh, I'm going, you know, <laughs> how fast I'm going and stuff like that. I just go out easy. I was, I did a recovery run the other day and I was going out so easy. I thought, I wonder if I could fall asleep. I wonder if I could actually close my eyes and carry on running and just tick along. I think this is all born out of a guy. Um, I had a mate who used to be able to fall asleep on nightclub dance floors standing up oh at, on Saturday night. Like he would stand up, he would just go and he'd just nod off. And I wonder if I could just, you're so relaxed. I just found myself, I almost find myself nodding off sometimes. Just oh, I'm not enough listening to these answers. Let's go next one. Wilco, next. Oh, what about, all right, Chris, what about the psychological effect of um, people of stopping yourself? How do you stop yourself from going too fast? You've got, you've got to be, you've got to be really, really anal. You've got to be on the case. You've got to be thinking about your effort, thinking about your pace, thinking about whatever metric you're using and have some control over yourself. That's the only way, really, of reining it in. If you really want to, really want to uh, go easy. I made Spigo do zone two for 20 miles. It took him, like, four and something hours because he had to do it properly. So you, if you really want to get into it, do it properly. You've got to show some constraint. You've got to go. And you think to yourself, oh, this is easy. It ain't. I'm telling you now, you won't be. There is, there is a clear, clear difference between it because you probably are I mean, if you're in the heart rate, into, into that zone three, you know, you probably are working too hard, believe, even though you think you're not. There is a big divide between the two. So really slow it down, you know, give yourself that, give yourself that talking to and say, right, I'm going to show some proper restraint. I'm going to manage this and, and manage uh, your run, whether it's pace, effort, power or whatever you use. Mm -hmm. But give you, you, there's enough technology out there to use some metrics if you if you don't want to do it to feel. Someone said about breathing, that's a cracking way as well. Managing your breathing, how you how you're breathing, you can monitor that as well. That's another clear way to see whether you're you're um overperforming, let's say. So it's it, it, it's it's really showing and understanding what you're doing. I don't want to get like into like everybody has to do this and do that, because the most important thing is to go out and run for whatever reason you run. But if you really want to start dialing it in, then get to work, people. Because finding it's one of the hardest things to do. And understanding it is one of the hardest things to do. But once you get it, it's like a hallelujah moment. It's like the light bulb's been switched on. Because then you have a base in which you can then build and work around. And that is where your strength comes from, because that's where your consistency will come from, because you know ultimately what your baseline is and where you're going from. So then you can go off or go up and go down or wherever you are, depending on what effort you're doing or what session you're doing. It's really hard. You've got to work at it. So use a metric and show some restraint. Too many people still believe they're running easy and they ain't. I'm telling you that now. Come on, move on. Okay, should we do one more and then we'll dive into the comments? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's just rattle through this. Okay, then. Um, Pick everybody up. Jilly's journey. Um, she said um, she wants to talk about recovery. I'm taking a week off after my ultra. Feels lazy, but I'm still tired. A week. A week. Oh my! Wow. I'm impressed. I would literally be resting up for probably taking it easy for like at least a month, just like lowering everything that I'm doing after, it, especially an ultra. Yeah. I mean, that's me after a 10k, let alone a marathon. <laughs> so I mean, 
I you're not lazy. You need your body to recover. I mean, a hundred percent. You you might feel great and you could be really strong in in how you feel and all of your distances in in the bike, the run, in whatever whatever you're doing. But your body does need recovery, regardless. Like you could feel great and still go back go back out and get back on the streets. But if you haven't got anything pestering to do for, even you need you need longer than a week to fully recover. Don't go into too quickly what what for what for you're not going to gain anything and you're not going to lose anything in that time if anything rest recovery is one of the key things you need to be able to perform next whether that be the little run that you're going out for a little park run or your next goal give yourself some recovery don't feel lazy do some stuff like I don't know go into the gym maybe if you feel like you need to be active or you need to be doing something I know a lot of us can sort of vouch for that like just sitting on the sitting on the couch maybe that's like some people's idea of just relaxing but for me my relaxed week would be maybe going down to the gym doing some um, exercises doing some things that I tend to neglect maybe do a class or something like that maybe just sit in front of the tv and do some exercises some core I mean you can still stay active go on some long hikes take those Sundays that you were using for long runs go on a long hike it doesn't have to be be running um I think definitely not lazy definitely 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 not lazy Al would you concur yeah no I think Jatilla's kind of nailed it on the head I suppose the only thing I'd add is listen to your body um I think what Jatilla was saying was really about intensity so just lower that intensity um and if you you know I know a lot of people myself included you know, are in recovery from marathon periods and, and I've been out for a couple of runs, but it's it's really been just to get out and get some fresh air more than putting any structure to any of those runs. It's, you know, I went out the other night, it was wet, it was windy, it was rainy, but actually it was a bloody awesome run. I took it really nice and easy, but I just enjoyed being out in those extreme weathers without having to think and worry about pace, distance or anything else. So, yeah, if, if you're going to run, just run for you, run for enjoyment and run at very low intensity. Chris? Yeah, it's exactly what he said. You've got to recover. Your body's got to catch up. And what's the rush? Why rush? Indeed. I mean, you've just done an ultra. Why rush your recovery back? Absolutely pointless. All you can do is ruin yourself. Like someone just said, swim recovery. Go around to Hayden. Hayden's got a pool in his house. You've got that. It's massive. It's on the, I think it's on the southeast wing of, the, of his place. Just go in there. I'll give you entry. Just make sure the helicopter. If the helicopter's there, you know he's in. Next one. It must take him ages to swim a length, though. He ain't very big, is he? Well, that's what I'm saying is that if you look on Instagram, he's like he's in the kids' paddling pool. To be honest, it's absolute Mickey tape. Come on, next question. Right, let's have a look. Now, what we got out in the comments, mate? Anything good? Well, I just wanted Ben Slater said hello right Who? at the top of the show. I know sometimes he's I was just cheersing him. Look, that's but... what I was doing to the camera because I saw he was. Uh, what what I noticed, he's picked up his Ben, his bib, because he's running Valencia uh, the weekend as part of the Super Halves, and we had a good chat about that last week. He's in his shorts and a vest. So I don't know about you, but it's been absolutely horrendous weather-wise here today. And uh, uh, Ben, good luck to you, mate. Have a good run at the weekend and uh, uh, come back with a tan. So we've had Gav Braden noted, and I saw this flagged up as well, that... Uh, Someone broke the world record for bouncing a basketball uh, around the Toronto Marathon and managed to do it in under four hours. So there you go. There's someone signing up to, to the tip um, that I gave earlier. We've had Rob wants to know any recommendations for a European marathon uh, in 2024. Doesn't want to go through the ballot. So that probably rules out Berlin. And he's just done Amsterdam. Oh, so where wonderful. else might we go? Yeah, it's... Uh... Copenhagen. I've heard Copenhagen. Yeah, Copenhagen. Good no, one. it's the other one. It's the other one with the old um, oh Belgian one. Oh, what's it called? Not Pat. Not Paris. Uh, it's not Belgium, but uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Rotterdam. Rotterdam. Yeah. That is flat and very fast. Uh, you'll see a lot of the guys and girls go there and give that a good go. Yeah. Rotterdam is. The, I think is there's the one, one this weekend in Bilbao, and it's a bit different because it's a nighttime run. Oh. So uh, uh, always good to do something a bit different. So yeah, they've also places. what else is on Sunday? Um, is it oh, Venice? Venice Marathon is on Sunday as well this time. How's the weather there? Because they won a couple of years ago, and it was um, you know people were sort of like knee deep in water, weren't they? 
Oh yeah, of course. Because obviously, yeah, maybe that's one to look out for the date for next year as well. Um, it seems okay this year so far. Yeah. There's plenty out there. There's yeah, so on, much. On a similar thing, we got Stephen Co. 1984 wants to know at what point do you start looking at 2024 and putting races in your calendar. Oh, I've got I want to tell you, Steve, I'm into 2025 already. Hey, yeah. <laughs> do it when all of those deals come in, all them early birds. Get them whilst, get them whilst uh, they're early. I'm going to counter the argument. And I think this is a serious point. Before I do that, I'm going to fix something. I'm back. Um, I actually think that you've got to be careful because what tends to happen is, is that you're you're signing up for stuff, which is awesome because you're seeing it, FOMO, you want to do this, you want to do that, and that sort of stuff. But if you're looking at building a calendar, a race calendar, because you're targeting something, then I would I would go on a little bit of caution. If this is totally separate if you're just looking to go out and then do loads of races and have some fun, which I think is the best way to do it anyway. But if you're actually thinking about, which you just said about putting a race calendar together, that makes me think that you're thinking about targeting certain things to do certain things, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me in the, in the, in the comments. But if you are starting to think about building it, you've got to be very strategic in what you're doing. You've got to focus in, I would say, on one thing or two things maximum yeah you've got to think sit back and really genuinely dial into what is my target for the goal and um, for the goal for the year what is the goal that i want to achieve and then you've got to look at building your calendar around that now that that could mean that you're going to be doing i don't know like kim brilliant this week local races marathons halves whatever don't have to go out and do all these majors and all this sort of stuff and spend you know your money on that it's up to you if you want to do that but I would, I would, I would put a bit of caution out there, and I would say, don't just dive in and just start <laughs> spraying money all over the place and booking things. If you really want to be, if you really want to achieve a certain thing of the year, because what can happen is, is that you book something, you go, oh, I'm going to target that. But what you should be doing is going, right, my target for the year is X, and this is what I need to achieve it, and then you build your, you build your year around that. Hmm. That's how I would do. I almost reverse engineer it, if that makes any sense. So I'm going to go for that. Actually, do the other way. I'm going to. That's my goal, and I need this, this, a bit of this, this, and this to achieve that. You may need some endurance if you're going for five k, even though ultimately you need speed, but you do need some endurance. So maybe you look at putting a a, a half marathon at the front end of the year to bit to work through a program of building that endurance and then now you've got that ultimate fitness there then you drop the speed in to take you into the 5k it, it depends on how you're and how you're looking but I, I would be a very i'd be a lot more strategic than just booking everything out yeah. if you're trying to target something hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've, I've adopted that approach because I've, I've you know, like 2024, I've, um, I'm planning to do two marathons. I'm going to do Leeds, which is in uh, May, and um, hopefully Berlin as well, which will be in September. So consequently, all the other results, all the other um, races that come up, even the big ones like, like I'm going to go to the Great North Run because I always go. But now I'm thinking, right, okay, well, that's going to be three weeks before Berlin. Or where are these, where are these races going to be? You know, someone's mentioned about the Cardiff Marathon. Quite fancy that. 
but it's two weeks after Berlin. Do I am I going to be in the sort of state that I'm going to want to do a half a marathon two weeks after my second marathon of the year? So Chris is right. You do have to. There's such a choice, you know, and some people are fortunate enough to be able to afford to do lots of races. But there is there are full calendars. You can still do loads of races without going to the ends of the earth to do them. But you want to pick your main ingredients. You want to peak for whatever that is, that one effort, whatever you, whatever your target is, whether it's literally just to complete half marathon, right? Or literally just do your first 5K. Hmm. Whatever your target is, build your build yourself around that. And you don't have to be doing lots of races. It's just, again, put to one side the fun element and signing up for stuff and just going, I'm going to go and do this with <laughs> your mates. And I love doing it, right? Because that's awesome. Right, but I'm just saying, if you're then trying to do something very specific, think about it. Reverse engineer, and sometimes the less races are better. The less you do, and you're more focused on your training. You're more focused on what you're doing. You're more focused on that session. You're more focused on understanding what your easy pace is. So you That's... really drill it in. So then you peak for that race, that event, whatever it is. So that's what I would. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that's, that's kind of the approach that I've taken over like the last sort of three years is I rarely race. And next year I've kind of took it into my stride to be like, right, this year I'm actually going to apply for a few more races, see which ones I'd sort of get into or choose to do and build my calendar around that because I want to race more. I think this year my the big that I did one marathon, big marathon, and my target was that, solely that didn't really do any 5Ks, didn't really do any 10Ks because I just love the training. And I mean, everybody's going to be different in that in that instance, but it's always nice to sort of have that little flexibility, change it around, switch it up. When you're thinking now, you're thinking, right, what are my 2024 goals? Like, what mm. do I actually want to achieve? Yeah, I flipped you know, it on You can head literally head. have too many races. It's, yeah. I think because of where we came out of the pandemic and we all went nuts and just signed up for everything, rightly so, you, in a way, they they almost by signing up for some of these things, they actually get in the way of the end goal. Like, and it's really nice. I'm very lucky, right? I get invited now to a lot of races and events, and that's great. We go and film them and stuff. But to be perfectly honest with you, I could have done without the Oxford Half last week. It was amazing. It was a brilliant event, right? Really good event. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I met some great people. The people at the Oxford Half that organised it were so kind to send me there. It was awesome, right? But to be perfectly honest with you, I would have been better off doing an 18-mile trail training run and, and working and doing that than cocking about in Oxford with a camera. And so sometimes, you know, you sign up for stuff and it, and it actually can get in the way because your your target is X. So focus on the target. Again, put to, I'm just making sure because some people got a little bit upset this week. So I'm just going to put it out there. That I believe that doing the fun stuff is more important. I'm just saying it. But the question was that I read from the question was more about I could see. And yeah, he said, look, he's targeting certain PBs this year. So I read it right. And that's when, when you're using that word about strategically booking stuff and things like that. I, I, I think you've got to be you've got to be a bit smarter about it than just using the sort of scattergun approach because you can end up doing stuff. You can end up getting injured because you're, you're pushing yourself too hard because you don't get the recovery. You, and you're, you're not peaking at the right time. That's what it's all about. That's what these elites do. They train for a, for a race, for a, for a games or for whatever to peak at that right time. And it's the same for us, even like down to everyday runners. If you're looking to do your first 5K, you want to get to do that 5K in the best possible shape so you can complete it. It's the same principle. It goes all the way up to elites. Okay, move on. We'll move on. Now, um, Corvus wants us to talk about wet weather training very apt this week. And um, should we um, just... Can you all just give us your one top tip for wet weather training? Vaseline. Go on. Oh, it's a very good one. Vaseline. Lots of it. Done. Everywhere. Put it everywhere. Ours like wincing. <laughs> no, I do that even in the summer. I, I use it for sweat as well. Get through jars of it. That's why I'm wincing. Right, I'll go next. Um, a baseball cap. Wear, wear a baseball cap if you're in the rain. Because um, the rain will drop on the uh, on the visor a bit, and then it won't go on, top, oh, go on your face. Keep it off your face. So um, yeah, go out. In the, I always go out in a baseball cap if it looks like it's going to rain. 
Mine's yeah. similar. Mine was no mine's normally just like a headband. I mean, only because I the the constant wiping of the eyes, I think similar to you guys, constant wiping of the eyes drains me. I will probably go out in still go out in shorts or no jacket. I'm not fussed about actually getting wet, depending obviously how many miles I'm going out for. It's the constant wiping, can't see, having to stop, wipe my eyes. I hate it. Yeah, and no, I, I I've got that similar problem obviously i tend to run in glasses more often than not so i've got that can't see steam up you know what do i do do i lift my glasses and run risk um falling over um i haven't really solved that because i don't like wearing caps personally i'm not a great lover of running in caps um so i've never kind of sorted that one out um yeah i'll have to think about that one for for this winter it looks like it could be a wet one Okay, we'll cut. Next one. Comfortable shoe as well. A comfortable oh. and secure shoe. And obviously, you think of grip and where you're going here. Go on. I know you're going to say something. She's a hero. Let's go like, well primed. We've got a video next week. Best winter running shoes. <laughs> 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 She's read the script. We did a winter gear one this week. And uh, we've got a winter, winter running shoe one coming. Right, this, this is week. good news because I need a new pair. Exactly. Yeah. So stay was, tuned. Was I not wearing them? Was I not wearing one? No, no, I was wearing that shoe. Yeah, I was not allowed to talk about that one. Carry on. Okay, yes, right. This is, well, this is, I like this question. This is a good one. Gatesy, he says, do you think it's possible to get fitter and faster as a runner the older you become? Yes. I've done a video yes. on it. Yes, you can. Should we explain why, though? This? Yeah. Can we expand on that? Well, the science, the bottom line is you have to work harder. It's not... So I think it, it partly depends on where you start in terms of baseline, because if you're new to running, you will find your improvements are kind of exponential as you just start to train your body to, to run, run regularly, run consistently, run slow or run fast, depending on kind of where you're at. Um, the science will be that with the exception of Jatilla, the rest of us are starting to age at a rate where we will notice that, um, things like our uh, muscle density and our power ability will start to, to, to drop off. Um, so the key to it is a recognizing that. And secondly, making sure, and lots of people are going to hate this, that you build strength and conditioning and resistance training into your program. And to the point where, you know, you could and should be swapping out some runs for weightlifting lifting weights in order to build muscle because if you build the muscle that's where you will get the gains um as you get older because um the the, the drop off is quite extreme once you get to your to your late 40s we don't notice it in everyday life but when you put it into a, an exercise in a, in a, a competitive running environment those those drops in performance can be significant if you don't do something to counter it so Yes, you can, but you have to work a little bit harder, not just on your running, but on your, your broader fitness and looking after yourself in terms of nutrition and everything else that goes with it. I think mentally as well, you know, you can, and the more experience you have, I mean, I'm somebody who started running when they were 44. So, um, you know, as, um, with the added experience, I think that you, um, you think more about what you're doing. You think more tactically, perhaps when you're in races and just the containment being not going mad not busting a gut the 60 percent thing you know taking it easy it does work and the easier you take it the more miles you'll be able to do and you will be able to do it for longer that is that's the whole purpose of what we do you know we talk about times and races and all that sort of thing at the end of the day we all want to run for as long as for as many years as we possibly can because it's so beneficial to our general health and on mental health as well. So that's the approach that I take. And I think that if I ease up, I can do more. And in recent weeks, the times have looked after themselves. I was 50 last year and I've just run three, um, three sub two half marathons in the space of six weeks. You know, it is, and I'm, I am Mr. Average, you know, that I do, I'm, you know, I'm, I am out and I do quite a few miles, I, you know, I do a few miles relatively, but it is perfectly possible that now, six years since I started running, I'm now getting the best times that I've ever had. 
It's because you're more consistent. That's what it is. It's because you're more consistent, Wilco. That's what it comes down to. You're working You're working in the gym, you're doing your cross-training, and you're more consistent. And that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Consistency is king all the time. And you're uh, coming and down home straight. It's like it's no one's business. Yeah. So there you go. Right, next one. Okay, well, linked to that, um, Mark um, asks, um, strength training routines, do any of you do any stretching mobility routines? Ask this is all over. Al, this is just you. Go. Three minutes of Al, go. I should do more is the honest truth. Um, you know, having just talked about how it's so important, um, I should do more. Uh, I'll, I'll put that out on the table. Um it doesn't have to be complex. Uh, it can be uh, start with body weights. You know, there's no need to jump straight in the gym and head for all those uh, fancy bits of equipment that um, can look quite daunting if you're not a regular gym user. Really what you're trying to do is to replicate a number of kind of movement patterns. And they are things as simple as squats, lunges, you know, you want um, hip bends, you want to be able to push and pull. And as long as you're kind of getting into a program that kind of has that kind of range of movement, the chances are you will be improving your uh, ability, your agility, rather, your mobility and your strength. Obviously, as you start to get more experienced, having a program that's starting to tackle weaknesses that you might have, because um, we all have um weaknesses whether that's you know we might be left dominant or right dominant or have a you know weak weakness at the knees or the back you can then start getting into designing programs that will target specific improvements to give you that kind of general strength but twice a week and you don't have to lift heavy weights um because it's all about the reps as well as the weights to give you a, a an overall program that will help you in your running because it will give you stronger um, it will give you a stronger base and it more importantly, it will give you greater flexibility and mobility, which is actually something that most of us ignore completely. So we, we do the running, we do the strength, we actually then don't do the kind of the stretching, the flexibility. You know, and again, another one for Ben Slater, he, you know, you look at him, he's regularly doing his yoga and his Pilates. And again, that's another reason why he's smashing out the times at the moment. And down to me. Most of that's down to me. Yeah, I told him about the yoga. I told him about the gym. And I told him about the train. So it's, it's all down to me. It's nothing to do with him. He only ran it. Um, next. Right, where are we? Um, carb loading. Oh, my favourite. I've just done a big bowl of pasta and two packs of crisps. Hero. That's all you need to know on carb loading. Just do what I do. Next. What about no, you, Are you into a bit of carb loading? Or do oh, you... I love it. Oh, that's actually one of the, the most favourite things about being in for me, like a plan or races coming up because I pound it on. I ha I literally have a Monday, I could have a Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday recipes on just different pastas, different pasta styles, rigatoni here, little bit of penne there, little bit of tagatelli all week. I could do it all. Yes, completely agree with it. Absolutely love it. I don't what really have a question. What was actually the question? Do we just, just like carb yeah. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. But I mean, I've, I'm, it, this will be quite interesting. I'll be quite interested to see how um, I get on with um, my food for my next um, marathon training block, which will start in a new year. Because um, one of the things that I've tried to do um, over the last few months is to um, look after my food, keep an eye on my calories and things like that. And I've dropped a bit of weight. And um, because what I have found before that, um, when I've been in marathon training, that I've been eating too much and putting on too much weight. So um, I've been looking at um, seeing how I can manage that. So that'll be interesting for next time to see um, what sort of effect it has doing the training and not eating loads of biscuits. Sorry, Wilco, did you say me? Sorry, I yeah. missed that. Sorry, was I boring? Is that <laughs> No, no. I wasn't sure if you was going to move on. Uh, yeah, in terms of carb loading, obviously one of the things that's not well understood is that in the build-up to to race day when we tend to think about carb loading and we talked about the the pastas and everything else yes it's to get the right kind of nutrients in your body get the glycogen but actually it's part of the hydration strategy as well 
because your, your, your carbs will store more water compared to fats and proteins. And therefore, when you start to carb load, you might find you put on a little bit of weight, but actually that's a good thing because the chances are that's water retention that will set you in good stead on race day in terms of being well hydrated at the start of the race. It's just not just about the, the carbs and the, the glycogen. I'm just going to see a question. I'll just jump in here. Uh, from Tad, he's asking, he has, have Brighton it's just a winter building place. If you go on our website, there's a free six week plan. Uh, and it's just chucks a bit of speed, chucks a bit of distance at you. It's free. Just go and get it. It's on 40runs.com forward slash training hyphen plans. There's a free plan on there. Knock yourself out. You're welcome. Carry on. Next one. Okay. Right. Well, I've got two, I've got three questions left, but I'll tie two together because they're quite similar. Um, mm. Um, Matt Cox asks, um, how, how do you train uh, for a marathon two months after completing one? And Chinza says, how to go from a half marathon to a full or a 10K to half, so stepping up. So coming back in after you've done a big race to start your next one and also making the next step forward. So hang on. So, going, so, what you, so going, what was that? So you finished the marathon and then... Yes. And then and now what going straight into another one so for example if you're coming out of berlin and going straight into maybe yeah training again sort of two months later for the next one how do you sort of like do you just start from scratch well hopefully you... like as we said earlier you've had some downtime physically and more mentally reset you should but so i've been so my clients i've been uh, i've just been saying the ones who are finished now just literally just go out and run when you feel like it totally totally to feel no distance, no effort, no whatever metric you're, 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 we've been using. Just go purely to feel. When you feel like running, just go for it. Just do whatever you want. We've got, absolutely, because in whatever week's time, you're going to be starting to find patterns, frequencies that we had before, and we're going to be putting you back into some structure. So start playing around now and have some fun. And then within a couple of weeks before your plan kicks in, and then start adding that little bit of structure in, start tasting that structure so you know it's coming. So on the days that you are meant to be running, start, you know, those little runs what you've been doing, start putting them on the days that you're going to be doing them in your new plan. So you're, still, you're almost getting ready for it. So take the reins off um, for a couple of weeks, you know, just free wall it and just, just go with it and, and run purely to feel. Uh, and then as you now, you know, sort of narrow your focus a little bit as the training plan sort of looms over you a couple of weeks out, start looking and mimicking the patterns that you're going to be doing. So then when that plan kicks in, you're fully up to speed. Um, and again, start playing with distances. Don't don't neglect the longer stuff just because you think, oh, I'm on a rest. You know, there's no harm if you come out of marathon training, chucking in one week, a decent 15 miler. Run it all easy, super easy. But just chuck that in just to just to get a bit of endurance uh, training again, so your body doesn't forget how to run long, um, and then have a have a you know recovery day, and then get in the pool, whatever. Mm. Do that. Uh, and what was the next one? Well, the other thing was um, stepping up in distance. So if you're stepping up from a uh, from a half to a full marathon, and how do you approach sort of like making the next step? Um, I let the others are uh, the only thing from my side is that because I was talking to new Dave about this. Because he was saying about he's doing um, a half marathon. I said, you might as well just carry on and go up to the marathon. I said, because really, you've just got another four weeks to add on to the plan. And you just gently increase your distance. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, there's no there's no real... If you're li li literally just trying to get your first one done, just carry on as you were. And pretty much increase the distance on the long run. But don't overcomplicate it. And just, you know, you got, instead of doing 12 weeks, you're going to do 16. And some of that's going to be taper. So... Don't overthink it. Mm. That was what I said to New Dave as an example for somebody who's stepping up for the first time. But I think about... I think you will. Speaking from my own experience, I think you will. You'll know. I knew after I'd done a few part runs. I knew when I was ready to do a ten k, and after I'd done a few ten k's, I knew I was ready to do a half marathon, and then consequently, I knew when I'd be ready to do a marathon. You will know that you'll be there, and then you'll get that fresh approach, and you'll have the extra impetus. And like Chris says, you know, it's it's getting the fundamentals right because I. I, I, um, I had a half marathon. It was a great north run. And before I did that, I'd done a few before and I hadn't done a plan at all. And I thought, I'm going to do a plan because if I can't follow a plan for this, I'm not going to be able to do a marathon because I need to follow a plan to do a marathon. So get into the planning sort of psyche 
and expand it. That would be my advice. Yeah, I also think that when you're planning for a marathon, just I think hard training for your first half is much, is is tough for your first ever half or even your first ever ten k. First, it's it's tough when you're starting to do those distances where you're now thinking. If you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna look to enter a marathon, it's it's exciting because you think, right, I've actually got a, a, a challenge here that I'm gonna really, really give it my all. I've done, I've I can get up to this half marathon pace, I can get up to this half marathon distance now. Let's see what what I've got. I feel like it can it seems more daunting, but in a way it's like it's more exciting because you just wanna see what what you're capable of. And I think exactly what Chris said as well, like starting off I implemented I remember moving up distances if I had for my half marathon I was maybe doing a little four miles in the week here and then my long runs might have been maybe like a nine ten mile maybe even an eight mile but just increasing maybe a mile or so in the week each week and then at the at the weekends doing the exact same on the long runs just doing that extra mile and I feel like for me I was in a better headspace doing it like that then seeing massive jumps and it was a it was a huge help help it was almost like exciting knowing that I was going to tick off a a new distance in the week I'd never gone past four four miles in the week during my half marathon plan so it was like when I got to five I thought I've just gone out for five miles on Wednesday never never been able to even think about doing that after work it's like it's exciting when you start hitting them new things so I think just take it easy small small steps you know that you know you can do that half the half marathon distance you know that you've got it in you this is the exciting part now how would you um anything what would you think well i just reiterate you know that's the irony isn't it going from 10k to 21k or 21k up to 42 isn't just doubling the distance and therefore you thinking you've got to work twice as hard run twice as far twice as fast because when you do break down the plans it is, as Chris said, probably just four or five weeks in the middle to the end of the plan that just might have one harder run. Actually, you know, your easy runs are still easy. Your speed work is still going to be relatively short and sharp in relation to what your long runs were. So then the biggest challenge becomes the mental barrier. And we've all been there when we've run a half and you've come off that and gone, I'm supposed to be running a marathon in six weeks. And I've got to go and do that again. And then that starts to mess with your head. So in terms of the training physically you know you will do it it's it's starting to work with the the mental side of things in terms of you know i'm going to be out there a lot longer what's it going to be like am i going to be fast enough and and there is no easy route to that you know i think you have to get out there you have to do the long runs you have to see how you feel and then you know talk to people that have done it and 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 find out all those little tools and tips that work for everyone else to to overcome that mental absolutely yeah talk to people get on the group chat yeah. there's loads of good advice and you know people nick people's ideas read books watch youtube loads of stuff out there that you can have. right we've got one question left and we're on 55 minutes that's pretty good um so um this is from uh lucy richards um best races to enter over the winter Ooh. do you have to enter races well why not I suppose there's a fair few Christmassy ones, aren't there? Especially, I think, for me, I quite like, um, I, I know it sounds crazy, and it's very controversial, Christmas Day running park runs. Have you done them? Do you yes. like them? What's yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. Not a fan? I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah it's great atmosphere. That's I'm what I was just about to say. When, you said, when I said about races, what I was actually going to say was, if you've been training for something or doing something, then the chances are you've been probably doing a fair few races. Why not get heavily involved in park run is what I would say about. Now, I appreciate some people can't work on a Saturday, right? Get that, 100%. So that might not be for everybody. But I would say over winter, um, it's funny, I've just seen a comment about something saying some might be cancelled. But over the winter, I can really, really recommend, you know, getting along to your local park run and getting involved in that local community aspect, whether it be volunteering or running or whatever. I really enjoy over when I've come out of, say, say, autumn training, picking park run back up again. And I love on a really fresh November morning or December now, because obviously I've trained a little bit later because of New York, going on a park run mm. and, and just plodding about and getting it done and, and that social aspect. So I would really recommend exploring park run. Do what our does. 
you know, what him and Carolyn do and everybody else around, you know, in the community club where they go around like maniacs searching out all these letters and stuff. I've got absolutely no clue what he's talking about. But get involved in that because it's free, all right? And there's a big community around that as well. And I would thoroughly recommend that you do that instead of and the races. I know that's probably not what she wanted to hear or he wanted to hear, but yeah. But I mean, outside of that, there are so there are obviously races left, right, and centre that are starting starting to pull on the, the the seasons and things like that now. Like everywhere you look, there's going to be a new race, a, a different style medal, a, a different course, a, this, that, the other. Just go and enjoy. For me, it's definitely the same. Park runs a lot more. Get involved with the volunteering side of things because it's it's definitely great. I remember last year did um the ran at the did the bushy one. They had mince pies at the end, mauled wine at the end. It was just carnage. Going to do some volunteering at them this year. Meet loads of new people because you've got a lot of people coming over to sort of this area as well for for tourism. And you think you just meet so many people and you hear about so many different things that are going on. So mm-hmm. if you're not racing, get involved with the volunteering as well. And it's the time for fun, isn't it? It's it the time is. for fun. It's a time for, you know, hitting the park runs. Or if you see something that's a bit of a novel, you know, if you fancy doing a, there's a 10K trail run going on somewhere or running up a hill or something like that, just do that and have a laugh and just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's take the pressure off. This 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 time of year, I think, is, 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 is really important because a lot of people, you know, they do focus in on these races. We spoke about it earlier. So to, to, to take the, yeah, take that pressure away. And, and, and park runs such a powerful thing. And again, I, I I'm not sure whether that person can get along on a Saturday. So if you can't get along on a Saturday, then yeah, then you know look for some local races, some like the run through events and things like that. They're always good to go and do mm-hmm. if you can't get because they're not over the top in terms of price as well. Well organised, uh, they're all over the country, so they're they're little things you can do, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I would, I would really take advantage of par run personally. I also did a race, a run the other day, um, which was for a free kebab. Can you believe this? Do you want to hear more? A freak about. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I did this run. I found it just on Instagram. Um, if you, it's a restaurant called Baba Boom, and it's a kebab chain. So it's like like a nice, healthy sort of kebabs, like gorgeous food. And they've got a chain in Battersea, and they've got a chain in um, Stratford. So you basically have to run from one chain to the other. So you get like a stamp every first Sunday of the month, get a stamp on your arm and you run from one chain, run to the other, show them your your tracker or whatever you've done to show the run and you get a, you get a free kebab. Mm-hmm. I've just had a brilliant idea. What a life changer. I've just had a brilliant idea. I've got I'm to coming. Down and send it to Toby. <laughs> Talk about yourself. So I've got to write this idea down. It's brilliant. Yeah, wow. it was that unbelievable. I actually I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you just run from one end and it's it was about ten miles. So on your Sunday, a fun way sort of will be what the, the first weekend Sunday of November and then the first weekend of de- December as well. Obviously, it's London based, unfortunately, so they might do similar things sort of up there. But so yeah. can you start from either Battersea or Stratford? Yeah, so I started from Stratford and then worked my way back to Battersea because I live. How far is that then? Well, ten miles. Yeah, ten miles exactly, and then the other way was was ten miles as well. And you just see people running and doing the same sort of. You know that they're doing it because you can see the big the the tag on their arm, and you like give them a wave, and then you meet them at the store that you're eating at, and it's like you just meet people organically there as well. Like, what a great three idea. Years of, in three years of doing this show, this is the biggest revelation. I'm telling you, and it was great. And I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a catch, but they obviously now that it's got popular. All you have to do is buy um buy a, a side or a drink. Bosh. I've just sent it to Tobe and I've CC'd Simon on my idea. It's absolutely brilliant. I can't tell you what. It'd be on a video near you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. It's brilliant. It's genius. It's just so good. Right, we better wrap up, Wilco. People go home. Yeah, oh, we've, we've done 62 minutes. Yeah, people have got some obscure sport to watch, so I'm sure they don't want to be too sent to us much more. Uh, Jati, you might as well. You can take That's us out. It. Yes. Well, I mean, we have gone well over talking about kebabs. I mean, what a way to to sort of end the show. And I mean, guys, if you haven't had the option to listen to this or you fancy listening to this live on your long run at the weekend this Sunday, whenever you want to do it, you can hit us up on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon as well. So if we don't see you, we'll see you soon. And I think we're all back next week, apart from you, Chris. So um, 
until next week, team, have a great weekend. Thanks for your questions, everybody. Keep them coming. Cheers. See you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.